Hi everyone, welcome to the latest Siddiqui Ramblings podcast. As the name suggests, the ramblings of the Siddiqui boys. You may have seen us on TV. I'm Basit Siddiqui. I'm Sid Siddiqui. I'm Umar Siddiqui. So hopefully you'll join us every week just to hear our general thoughts on uh, the world as it is and our little ideas about life in general. If you want to get involved, then feel free to. You can email us on thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. Right, let's get going. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Morning. How are we all? All right. Bit soggy. Bit damp. Bit damp. Uh, some people will have noticed on Twitter, because this will go out today, actually. <laughs> it's a Sunday today. Uh, to kill time, whilst Dad was just doing some errands before the podcast, we've been messing around with water balloons. But we were just filling normal balloons with water. And they're quite tough, aren't they? Yeah. We also, we also found a latex glove. <laughs> and we're slapping each other in the face with a water-filled latex yeah. glove. That hurt. It did, but <laughs> I think it toughens you up. I think it does. There were yeah. some hits that you were doing that were like mm. really tough. We were expecting the glove to burst on impact, but it doesn't. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what the common saying is um, uh, with these things that uh, slapping somebody with a wet fish. Yeah. Yeah. And it did feel like that, didn't it? Yeah. As well? yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners what happened to that glove eventually? <laughs> oh, I tried to throw it up in the air and see it land and then explode in a burst of water. But my throw is that bad that I threw it backwards and it landed in Keith's garden, who's dad's next door neighbour. <laughs> so, Keith, if you find a glove in your garden later on, or like the remnants of a latex glove with a patch of water around it, I apologise. No, it's okay. Keith's used to your stupid ideas like this. Yeah. I mean, he's always finding things. Yeah, but when we were like younger, not like now. Half we're eaten like... chicken. <laughs> You just knock on the door. Can I have my glove back, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always just looked at me and he goes, how are you going to explain that? <laughs> just leave it. <laughs> right, okay. Umi, do you want to start us off on the news? I can do. So, the news is uh, related to the topic, which will be revealed in a bit. But shark thieves caught with a very fishy-looking baby. Two thieves in the US have confessed to one of the summer's more unlikely crimes. The, pl- the pair plucked a shark from an aquarium dressed it as a baby, put it into a pushchair and stole it in broad daylight. Oh, my God. Surveillance footage shows one man pulling the fish from the tank and carrying it away off camera, (laughs) still dripping with water. Police said the men put the shark into a bucket before placing it into the stroller and wheeling it outside to a car park, accompanied by the first man and a woman carrying a child. What? So I can only think that shark napping is... uh, Because they do use that term, shark napping. The sharks, they must fetch quite a decent price. They must oh, do. Quite tropical and, right. and That's quite yeah. bad, isn't it? But how big was the shark? There's, a, there's, there's a, a picture of the shark. It's only tiny. Huh? Yeah, I know. Little diddy shark. So it's not like Jaws, like, size shark. Yeah, but is that a baby shark, though? Will it grow to be yes. a bigger shark? Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, where do you discover these news? Was this iNewspaper? This was iNewspaper again. There's always, like, these kind of stories. This, this story, apparently, this quite, um, it was one of those that, Quite a few people know about. Right. You know, sometimes you get these silly stories, but I think because of social media, this one blew up and right, quite a few people were made aware of it. Right, okay. It's quite shocking. <coughs> that is quite <laughs> shocking. Oh, Very good, Dad. Miss Helen, <coughs> the name of the shark, the 16-inch long grey horn shark was returned to the San Antonio Aquarium on Monday night, two days after the heist. Is that really a heist? 
<laughs> yeah, did it get yeah. returned like legally? As in, did they did they see the error of their ways? And no, no, no. I think the cops uh, managed to find out where it'd gone. Yeah, I wonder if the cops said, mm, "There's something fishy going on here." Oh, <laughs> yeah, Dan. it's rife for puns. This one, isn't this it? One is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Mr. Salvaggio, I think is the guy who works at the aquarium, said the men confessed to the shark snatching and investigators planned to in- interview the woman. Told San Antonio TV station that one of the men was knowledgeable about marine life and likely went to the aquarium specifically for that shark. It's, it's not something you steal just like willy-nilly, is it? You've got no. to know a bit about like how to keep it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. some people do, don't they? They just steal like bit, stupid things and they yeah. don't know what to do with them. Yeah, exactly. And shark yeah. would be there on the top of the list of it would stupid, be, yeah, things, stupid things. things yeah. But you have to know that the fish cannot uh, survive outside the water. You have to have that basic knowledge. You have to have, yeah. Yes, yeah. Can and sharks... Like, yeah, they must, as in, they need water. Yeah. They need to know how long the water will remain fresh mm. for the shark to survive the carryover. How much over. water is well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's no good having a five-foot shark and then having a little bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That ain't going to help. No. Wow. So, they're well done. They planned it well, mm. but then got mm. caught. So Sometimes these crimes are, like, more renowned for their ingenuity. You kind of want them to get away with it, don't you? Don't you? Because well, if they're being nice to the shark, yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. If they were trying to get it back with his mother or something like that, that's quite sweet. Yes. If they were trying to get it just to like a barbecue, it then that's, 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 that's not sweet. No, no that's, that's not sweet, really. No. Very good. I like that news very much. Right, Dad, do you want to hit us with your pearls of wisdom? Uh, yes, it's only a tiny one, not much to shout about, but it's something that I have discovered over the years. Um, decorating the spare bedroom, which is going to be our studio. The Siddiqui studio. The Siddiqui studio. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I've been painting, uh, and I have found, well, not found, I knew already, there's a tip for people who do this sort of thing. When you use a brush, a roller, for emulsion, and at the end of the day, you haven't finished the job, what do you do with it? You don't wash it, do you? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Well, have you ever washed a roller full of paint? Oh, a roller? Uh, yeah. It takes ages, doesn't it? It takes paints. ages, yeah. you waste so much paint. Mm. And the following morning, you start all over again. Yes, yes, yes. And then on and on. I found out that if you can exclude the air from an area, and you can store the roller there. So what I do is I get a wet towel, yeah, towel, wet it quite, and then wrap it around the roller, yeah, and yeah. then put it into a plastic bag and tie a, a, a knot into it so the air Seal it. can't get yeah. Yeah. And that way you don't have to worry about it. The following morning it won't be solid. Yeah. Uh, it will still be wet and supple as it should be. And then you can use that. So that's yeah. the that's a tip. Brilliant tip that is. Well done, Dad. I also use cling film. But cling film is very messy when you take it off yeah, the next yeah. day. Yeah, you can use cling film. Yeah. So yeah good wet towel on the back. The air from it. Basically, yeah, you're keeping it moist, aren't yeah. you? Moist, yeah. And uh, excluding the I'm air. I'm sure lots of people already do that. It may no, be a bit good. of a lame tip, but yeah. as I said, it is a tip. What about like me, if you're doing painting and you do that, yeah. and with the view that I'm going to finish this the day after, mm. but then the day after you feel a bit lazy and you don't, but it do you have to eat. just re-moisten the Yeah, re-moisten it, yeah. I often do that. Either you can just get a spray bottle yeah. and then squirt some sp- spray over the towel. Yes. Because you don't want to be dripping. Just enough so it keeps it moist. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Good idea, okay. Dad. No, yeah. I love that. Too. And also when you're painting and often when you're close to an edge where you got two different colours, what happens when you paint one, it goes over the other. Yeah. No matter yeah. how hard you yeah. try. So what you need for that is a, a flat edge something like a, 
a, a, a scraper, for instance, mm. or something wider. Do you uh. know the stuff that you use to flatten the paper? If you if you pasting the paper onto the wall, you have a tool which actually excludes all the air out. Yeah, so yeah like I a, know what you mean. Like a trowel, plastic trowel, if you yeah. like, or something like that. And if you can use that against an edge, yeah. and then paint over it, and then you keep moving on. Say for that coving that you can see, if mm. I was to yeah. paint just the coving, not the rest of the wall, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I would do. I find that because we sometimes use masking tape, but when you peel the masking yes. tape off, it still peels the paint off. So that's yeah, quite yeah. good, that is. Yeah. Excellent, Dad. Maybe mm. someone could invent something that's a little longer than what you're using and light, so it's like a long ruler type Yeah, you thing. can have that. You yeah. can still have a handle on it. Yeah, handle on it like, yeah. and balance it in the middle. Yeah. That would be quite good. Nice. Good Excellent. DIY decorating tips there, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the theme this week, so I thought I'll just uh, be cheeky and do that. Well, because that's what you're doing, isn't it? Yeah. I think a lot of your tips will be DIY related because you do a lot of it DIY. It is DIY, cleaning, gardening tips, uh, although I'm not expert in any of those. Uh, shaving tips, whenever you can give any of those. Shaving your legs. Shaving, yes. Yeah. Oh, we'll save that for next time. Saving <laughs> on shaving. Right, okay, so the... Today's topic is all about our love of animals. Yeah. I think the title's going to be All Creatures Great and Small. Hmm. And the reason why we decided to do this, this wasn't the plan to do this podcast, but we took a visit to the RSPCA yesterday. The If you live in Derby, keep this date in mind. <laughs> On the 25th of August uh, this year, at 11am, we will be at the RSPCA Centre on Abbey Street. Mm-hmm. They're having a brand new refurb where they're having new kennels put in and a couple of extra kennels. Uh, and we got to visit it. We're going to cut the ribbon on the 25th. So we took a little visit there yesterday to see what it's all about. Mm. Uh, if you follow our Twitter, you would have noticed that we ended up um, cuddling and messing around <laughs> with a bunch of little kittens. kittens yeah. And when I say little, two were two weeks old mm. and Kevin was three weeks old. Yeah, It was the cutest and the best time he had. Yeah. yeah. Then we thought, okay, we've got pets. We might as well do an animal-related podcast. So we've got a number of questions. And so for my Siddiqui Science, my facts this week, I thought I'd go onto the RSPCA website and just give you a few facts here, there, and everywhere. I won't keep them too, because obviously the nature of RSPCA is quite sad. I'll try and keep them more factual as opposed to sad ones. But I'll start with one where it says that our inspectors now investigate... More than 149,000 complaints of cruelty and neglect every year. Hmm. So there's always something happening. Uh, some more really positive ones. They managed to, in 2017, the RSPCA managed to rescue and collect 114,584 animals. They found new homes for more than 40, just under 45,000 animals. Um, they took in eighteen thousand six hundred and fifty-nine. <coughs> they took in eighteen thousand six hundred and fifty-nine animals to different wildlife centres. Um, and this is some uh, facts about the pets in general. So the UK pet population in two thousand eighteen is estimated at. Dad, did you read my facts? No, I didn't. Right. Okay. If you had to guess, do people do more people have dogs or do they have cats? Mm. Dogs, dogs. Yeah, yep. You're right. Mm. And if you're to even hazard a guess to how many there are in the UK of dogs or cats, how many? Nineteen million. Nineteen million. Mm. Uh, I would say definitely in the millions. Um, probably about five million, six million. Uh, Dad, you were too far the other way. Yeah. 
Omo, you were too too low yeah. for more realistic. Yeah. Eight no, million. Nine million dogs nine million. Yeah. and eight million cats. So that's right, the 17 yeah. million yeah. dog cats in total. Yeah. In the UK, it's estimated that 12 million, so that's 44% of households, have pets with around 51 millions with around 51 million pets owned. Mm-hmm. 51 million pets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So actually, that's so that's 17 million of them are dogs and cats. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's still a huge portion of yeah. them, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say people that don't own pets are probably in the minority these days, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. definitely catching yeah. up, isn't it? It's yeah. like 44% of households. I bet the next one probably would be uh, goldfish. Yeah. I bet get, yeah. goldfish is huge. Goldfish yeah. and a guinea pig and rabbit. Yes, yeah, probably the most. Yeah. Well, not the most, but like pretty high mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. One fact that I learned yesterday from the staff at RSPCA in Derby, how much it costs to maintain everything there yeah. and look after it, £9,000 nine, £9, a week. No. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible amount, and it's all donated. So people, please, uh, if you ever have a spare cash anywhere... Yeah. Uh, the, just bear that in mind. Yeah, it's a worthy cause to donate to, pure, purely because we are a nation of animal lovers, and animals can't really defend for themselves. Well, absolutely, can they? yeah. I think yeah. it really opened our eyes to the amazing work they're doing yeah. there, and it was just it, it makes you sad, doesn't it? Because obviously, when you walk in a pet shop and stuff, you know that someone's going to take these animals home and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. But there the RSPCA there's like a little cat there that was 12 years old and I you don't want to read too much into the story but you know it's not going to be particularly pretty yeah yeah I know all you said that we are animal lovers that that is quite right but you don't have to be animal lover to to make sure that these creatures are not uh, they suffer any harm yeah uh, that's the reason I can't understand the mentality of some people who are cruel to animals yeah and a deliberate way of uh, deliberately they do think mm. that is just yeah. something I think there was another thing that Georgina said as well. She said that it's not always neglect or cruelty as well. It's no. just because people's circumstances and lives yeah, change as well. Yeah. Yes. Where people either are going to a different country or they fall poorly or something like that yeah. and they can't keep Some people animals. can't just cope. Yeah. And yeah. The idea itself is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you know the famous saying, yeah. a dog is not for Christmas, a pet's not for Christmas, just Christmas. It, it, that's, that is quite true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? A puppy's for life, not just yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, cool. Right. Okay. So uh, we thought we'd have everything animal related today uh, to tell you a little bit about our love for animals and to find out a bit more about if you had a choice out of which animal, what would you have? Uh-huh. Tell me, I've written you some questions. Can yes, you read you my have, writing? Yeah. I can read your writing. Yes, yeah, nice handwriting, boss. Right. Cool. Okay, well, yeah. Satisfactory handwriting. So, yeah. yeah. Which which uh, pet did you use <laughs> to write that with? <laughs> 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 Alfie has got a good right though. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say a worm, but we don't have any. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aside from the piss taking of us. So, are we animal lovers? So, this is it. I'll give you an opportunity, guys, now to describe your own pets. Oh, right. Now, say if you're writing a biography or like a characteristic a CV for your pet. Yeah, yeah. 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 How would you describe your pets? Brilliant. Uh, Go on, Dan, I'll let you go first. Uh, well, mine are cat. They're Tonkinese cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether I need to explain. These are the special breed, and they have very short hair, and they're generally indoor cats. They don't know. Uh, they haven't got a sense of direction and things like that, a bit mm-hmm. like the owner. Um, <laughs> so we can't let them go out, uh, although they would love to go out and um, investigate the rest of the world. Which we occasionally do, but it's ever so funny. We put leads on them. We have two, obviously, the brother and sister, 
and we have a pink and a blue uh, lead and uh, your mom takes Tashi which is girl and I take Rocky which mm -hmm. is boy so we just take them out for a few minutes to just sniff around and then then they come back in yeah, yeah so um how to describe them I think I've described them what they are yes. they're not very big they're not huge cats are they okay the medium sized cats yeah yeah, um, yeah. but they're ever so friendly that's the main thing yeah and they're not over the top friendly sometimes I remember your your next door neighbors go on the street. The cast that comes and just yes, rubs it. itself so yeah. much. Ours are not like that. No. They don't actually, but they're very affectionate in a way that if you come, they will just look at you, sniff your hands, uh, and then probably want to sit in your lap as well. Yes, so they're yeah. very friendly. Uh, but sometimes, if you play with them, they have this tendency to nip you. Uh, but then that is only friendly. It's not mm -hmm. because some people think, oh, I didn't I expect that. I just think because of their speed and because of their size of their claws and jaws, although they're doing it playfully, if you're yeah. not expecting yeah, it, no, it yeah. can be a bit yeah. Like, oh. yeah. 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 It's like a, if you own the tiger uh, and if we give you a hug, I think it would be quite painful. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hugged my back off. Yeah. <laughs> So, have I done it justice? Oh, the color. Rocky is called a Rocky because he's got a tinge of um, redness in his fur. It's white, mainly. Well, it's cream, isn't he? Yeah. Cream, and then cat. there are yeah. bits of it as, uh, uh, like, reddish. So, we, we thought it, it looks like a rock. Yeah. Uh, so, right. it was called Rocky. Okay. And Tashi is a mixed chocolate brown thing, brown chocolate uh, with dark. Patches. She oh, looks yeah. like the Siamese cats in uh, Lady and the Tramp or Aristocats yeah, type yeah. thing. Yeah. But that's why I thought they were Siamese, but they're not. They're Tonkinese. Tonkinese. Yeah. yeah. Different things. Mm. No, that's so, a good. Yeah, you did well describing them. You, you know them well, Dad, your cats. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean, there are other things I, I can tell you about them, but I won't go into go that. Go on, Dad. Yeah. Well, Rocky has got a distinct uh, fa um, mark as if it's a dirt mark on his left nostril. Yeah, I've noticed oh, yeah. that. Yeah. And when first hand, I always try to wipe it off, but it's not. It just, it's, it's natural yeah. pigment there. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so I've got two cats, both Persians, which are the fluffy ones with the flat faces. Yeah. One of them looks like, uh, Rufus is a white one. He looks like the bad cat in Cats and Dogs, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a villain. So normally, you know, when you have a James Bond film and there's like a, there's a villain yeah. stroking his cat. Yeah. That's what Rufus looks like. He always looks angry. <laughs> uh, Poppy is a smaller version of him and she's blue. Um, she's just like a little Persian. She, her face is a little less flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're both big chickens. <laughs> they both don't like each other much as well. Cause obviously Rufus, we got Rufus and then about four years later, we got Poppy and he was like, what's going on? Why have you got this other cat? I'm yeah. confused. So he's not particularly a fan of her, but they've learned to like cope with each other. Whenever anything new comes into the house, they then form a bond. Mm -hmm. So when Amelia was born and started running around, those two became more friendly because they realized, <laughs> look, if we're going to take this kid out, we need to work <laughs> as a team. Mm. And then when Alfie came, forget it. So we've got a dog as well called Alfie. He's King Charles Cavalier. So that's the lady in the tramp dog. The yeah. lady dog, yeah. the one with the long, hit, long, floppy ears. Oh, it's um, a lady dog, is it? Well, he's not a lady dog, but if you no, watch no, no, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the breed is the yeah, lady dog from Lady, from the lady Tramp. in the Tramp. Yeah, King Charles Cavalier. Um, he's still very much poppy mode, so he's a bit crazy. He mm -hmm. needs his walks and stuff, but he's a he's a great character, and I think as a combination, 
they they're just fun to watch in the house. Yeah, because they've they've learned to lo- live with each other much quicker than I thought they would. Mm. I thought the cats would really struggle, but Rufus starts off as a puppy, as a uh, sorry, Alfie started off as a puppy, and now he's bigger than both of them. Yeah, but they still are in charge, and they kind of swipe him if he's a bit too mm-hmm. cheeky or anything like that. Interesting dynamic when you have cats and dogs, I think, mm. because they are completely different personalities, aren't they? Totally. And you can see why people say, well, that's a cat person, that's a dog person, because they're not like similar animals at all. Are no. They? no. Yes, they've got fur and four legs and, and whatnot. No, but yeah. dogs are much higher maintenance yeah. as well. But at the same time, it's, it, you do get used to it. They break you down because I was very much, I wouldn't say I was anti-dog. Mm. But at the same time, I kind of like my space as well. And the cats are good because they'll come and stroke, they'll come and ask for like a bit of fuss every now and then. Yeah. But then they walk off and they need their own space. Mm. Whereas, mm. whereas Alfie, the dog, will follow you into every single room mm. and say, "What are you doing? What's yeah. going on?" And it's like it's cute. But uh, he's eventually broken me down, and I kind of he's just in the background now. Yeah. And I see him. And then when I sit on the sofa, you just got to know that he's going to come and sit in your lap, yeah. and he wants that attention, mm. which is lovely. Yeah, people often say the the difference, the main difference between cat and dog. Oh, I certainly think it's is their character, isn't it? Dog is a very open character. Dog, when it's happy, you can tell, can't yeah. you? It's yeah, very loving all the way, and very obedient in that, and very mm. affectionate as well. Cats are not like that at all. No. Cats will come when they want to and will give you love if, if that's the case. Um, and also, when you look at a dog, you can almost see whether he's in a happy mood or how sort of, what sort of reaction he's got yeah. towards you. Yeah. With cats, you can't. They're very deep that way. Yeah. They're always looking, working out in the head and then you've got to work out what they're thinking. But they definitely get affected with your own mood. If I am in an upset mood or if something happened and I'm shouting, both cats now, Rocky in particular, mm. it goes all a bit, bit tense and thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I've, I noticed that. And also, when you're ready to go on holiday, this is this is amazing. Soon as you get the suitcases down, yeah. they are... Uh, <laughs> they know, don't they? They, they know, they something know. there's something. They, they, they yeah. almost... Uh, bit nervous about the whole thing so their characters i think are totally different cats very deep yeah dogs very open Hmm. i think you're absolutely right and you're right you can tell when alfie's like in a good mood his tail wags yeah yeah he's cute as well because he reacts to different people in the house in different ways as well so for example i always am the one to wake him up in the morning uh he kind of we've just stopped letting him sleep in his cage he because he likes his cage. So what we do now is we put him in this cage and we open the, leave the door open so he can wander around in the room. Uh-huh. Um, but usually when I go downstairs, he's usually lying in his cage. And if it's me who comes downstairs first thing, he'll kind of just like go, oh yeah, okay, that's all right. And then he'll go out and do his business. But if it's Mel or Amelia that let him out, tails wagging, yeah, <laughs> tongues like out, he's barking because he's really excited. It's like a, it's a rare treat if Amelia or Mel are the ones yeah. to like see him first. Mm. So they are definitely creatures of habit. Mm. So what we like animals. I don't think we're averse to animals um, per se, especially like the common pets. Mm. Um, but I'm just thinking about like our first encounters with animals Amelia obviously has been like she's been brought up with animals isn't she I mean yeah. how I mean when she was born you already had cats didn't you yep. and then Rufus came uh, sorry uh, 
Alfie came when she was very young. But obviously, when she was born, Mel's mum and dad had a boxer there. And the boxers are huge, called Bailey. So mm. like when she was a baby baby, there was a boxer dog just strutting around, yeah. just giant of a dog. Mm. So literally, day dot, she's been used to dogs. Yeah. I think that's why we got one, because of the fact that she was just so used to having mm. animals around. Thinking back to our childhood, my first encounter with a dog was our neighbour, uh, Pat. She yeah. had uh, two Alsatians. Alsatian, yeah. 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 Big animals mm. and loud and Ferocious. I don't think they were like harmful in any way. No, yeah. but, they were barky, weren't they? Yeah. But when and and the way that we were exposed to them was always we used to see their snout under the gate. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that we were a bit cautious of animals when we were growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Even when we went to the zoo and the farm, we were still a bit cautious of them. We didn't embrace them as much as the average person. Yeah. Yeah. Not the average person, but like someone who'd been brought up with them. Mm. But. It's interesting you say about the Alsatians because obviously that was my first experience to them as well. But the way our back garden worked was we lived at number 43. Our uncle, correct me if I'm wrong, lived at number 41. 41. Yeah. So Pat lived at number 42. Mm. And she'd let us go. Or there was like a little path that could go through the back gardens, wasn't there, to our cousin's house. (laughs) So we had to always walk past the Alsatians, didn't we? And they weren't off their lead or anything like that. Like you said, there was a fence there. And I just remember, you're absolutely right, you either hear them barking or hitting them. Yeah, they would bark because they would think an intruder is going past, so that would be the case, yeah. Yeah. So we used to scurry down that alleyway, (laughs) trying to avoid upsetting the dog. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Everyone remembers their encounter with the dog. You don't remember what your first encounter That's with the cat. That's true. Yeah, you don't. Because nothing happens with the cat, does yeah. it? No. You don't say cat. Oh yeah, I, my first encounter with a cat. It right ran up to me and like it just wrapped itself around my neck. Because they don't do that <laughs> they really, don't do, do they? they? No. Yeah. Because Omar, do you remember when we were growing up and there was the park around the corner from us? It wasn't really a park. It was almost like a little school with mm-hmm. a. With a climbing frame and stuff yeah. well we went with all our cousins and uh, brothers sisters and stuff and I remember once a dog somehow got loose onto it yeah. and all of us were like trying to run away from this dog weren't we mm. because we were like really worried we thought it was like a security yeah. dog or something yes. like that and I've got vivid memories of Oshie our younger sister like running away from this dog trying to get onto like a point. fence yeah, yeah. And you're always told with the dog, don't run, because then they'll think you'll want to play, and they'll run after you. Just stand stock still. Yeah. I mean, chances are I might cock his leg up at you, but uh, he won't chase you. (laughs) Oh, I have an experience of that. There was a, back in, when I used to play football with my mates here, you always used to use your bike as a a post, didn't you? Goal post. (laughs) Yeah. So I was playing football. We, I think all my friends were like afraid of dogs, which was weird, because they all had dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, And we saw this boxer dog bounding towards us, and we would just go, forget the bikes, let's just go, run, run away from this dog. So we all ran. <laughs> he sniffed my bike and did a big giant piss on it. I was like, what? Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. My childhood memory of uh, a dog isn't a, cat, a dog, it's a cat, would you oh, believe? Oh, wow, yeah. it? I was very little, I don't know how old, but I do remember. We were all sitting outside in the, in the, in the courtyard of the house. And it was very uh, warm in, um, summer's evening, late at night. And usually people eat in the evening late when, you know, it's cool. And it must have been at eight o'clock or so around about that. And my biggest fear was the cats. It's open area. You have a courtyard and yeah, animals yeah. can wander in mm-hmm. like cats and not dogs necessarily, but cats particularly. Yeah. And they used to just wind me up because they knew my cousins, uh, you know, the food. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was much older than me. Um, I think he was probably 18, 19. 
and my dad and my mom and everybody was having dinner and they will say oh uh, there's a cat and soon as somebody said there's a cat i will just droop right like this just imagine that i'm sitting on the floor yeah you know, and my head will just touch the floor i was that petrified of looking at a cat really or having anything to You're do kidding. with a cat no honestly Why where did that stem from? I have no idea but that was the biggest thing and they used to laugh so much about this that they only have to say oh there's a cat in the house or something. That's God. crazy. That... I will be sitting up right eating but as soon as somebody mentioned that I will just you know as I said I will just keel over. Yeah. Then I got that position. I got to tell you if I knew you then and if I knew that telling you that there was a cat there and it stopped you eating your food I'd use it as a means <laughs> to like steal your food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It that is on the Susanna do still remember these things. But you got cats now? Uh, yeah, well it was just obviously as I grew up it was okay at home. Mm, yeah. That's crazy. When you had the when the idea was batted about that we're going to get cats did a part of you think oh no. No, no because what happened we were introduced to cats in in a in a strange way uh, because when Sadia moved uh, she had two cats. Yes. And she brought two cats and we just grew uh, uh, the love grew for them. Um, yeah. and your mom in particular and when they moved away uh, 6 months later she got so used to bobby she used to miss him so much mm. well, in fact yeah. she in confessed that she even thought of going to sadia's house one day and just uh, kidnapping the cat really yeah just maybe playing with it or just uh, no no she just wanted to bring it back well okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah bobby is tonkinese as well isn't he yeah, yeah. cats yeah. are tonkinese and that's how we got introduced to cats and yeah. obviously once you have your own yeah Um, yeah. then you can't you can't really uh, let go of it mm. and now it's totally different story definitely I, I wouldn't be without them even for a day oh. it's amazing how fast they yeah. change and come and change your life isn't it yeah almost like when when dad goes on holiday and he phones back home it's like how the cats yeah, yeah, yeah like never ask about yeah always send <laughs> yeah. them pictures and stuff so we've uh, recounted our childhood memories of uh, cats and dogs but i think we cast our net a bit wider let's talk about other pets mm. cuz when we went to the RSPCA yesterday we saw other animals birds and there was a canary did you see the canary yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, i love that that yeah. canary was wicked cuz that canary was trying to escape from the cage yeah so yeah. there was a woman on guard there trying to find a smaller <laughs> cage she yeah. waited for someone to find a smaller cage yes But looking at that canary it was like butter wouldn't melt it was like I'm not this game <laughs> you can leave me by myself go on, on. go and do your things yeah yeah uh, so how extravagant would you be choosing a pet i mean now you guys you've had like this you've you're used to looking after an animal now yeah mm. does the part you think i could be, become more advanced now with what i get well, it's not necessarily advanced it's i think it's more it's just different isn't it because like a couple of decades ago people just wouldn't have lizards And no. snakes and stuff like that. I still, apart from things, people still shouldn't have those as pets. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Based on what you feed them as well, mm. I would never buy a pet where I've got to feed it another animal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like a live animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you think. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I draw the line at reptiles. Mm-hmm. I'm anti anything in a cage, if I'm honest. Yes, I'm. Me too. I don't yeah. like birds actually in the cage. No, you don't like that. No, no. see, I, I'm. I like that. I like something that I can just in a cage that is like quite manageable. You know where yeah. that pet is at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you, Mar, isn't it? Cage yeah. or a tank? Yeah, single guy mentality. Yeah, you don't want any mess. You don't want any don't responsibility. Really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. If there is mess, I just want it in the tank. Then yeah. I know that I've got to clean that tank. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. fish, honestly. 
I know people say, well, what do you want fish? They don't do anything. But just looking at them, they're quite, quite they de-stress you, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They are quite nice. Those yeah. tropical ones are nice. They're lovely, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would say that because we brought some guinea pigs home from Amelia's nursery. Yes. And Amelia loved the guinea pigs. The problem is that Amelia wants to cuddle things too much. Yeah. yeah. So any small animals, I'm really worried for their safety because Amelia just wants to cuddle and hug them and stuff, yes. which yeah. is lovely. It's really cute. But she's not at an age where she knows that she can't do it too much. Yeah. So it was actually funny enough. It was a couple of months back. What, you're talking it's September time? I think it was my birthday weekend last year yes. where we got the guinea pigs. And I just watched Amelia for that weekend. I thought she just loves animals so much. Mm-hmm. And then I said to Mel, I think we should get a dog. It was through the guinea pigs where I thought, I right. think we should get a dog. Because I just saw it and I thought, now we need something a little bit bigger than a guinea pig. Yeah. So extravagance-wise, I don't know. I think I'm happy with cat and dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my choice would be anything which is reacts to something. I wouldn't want anything docile, really. Um, something which has got sort of bite of its own, can do things. Yeah. Uh, that would be that would be good for me. And I think guinea pigs, rabbits, mm, not sure about that. I think they're limited to what they can do. Yeah. Uh, for amusement. So it will be, you know, I can react to it. So yeah, you yes, can play with it. Them, yeah. yeah. But they do. They run around in those wheels, those hamsters. Yeah, but you have to be looking at that wheel. I'd yeah. rather be like looking at my TV and yeah. then if the dog or the cat does something in the corner, yeah. I go, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think if you have something in a cage or a tank or something, mm-hmm. you're dedicating some time to that, aren't yes. you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I would love a, a, um, a pet that just comes up to me and says, how's it going? You want right. a slave. <laughs> you're not allowed a slave, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, just, it would be good, wouldn't it? Probably. If all of a sudden a pet came up and said, is everything all right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just, have you ever thought that, though? Because obviously now I've had cats for a while. Yeah. There's an f- episode of Futurama where she's got a pet called Nibbler, hasn't she? Which mm-hmm. is like a little alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one day, the the pet starts talking to her and it's actually quite an advanced species. Yes, yeah. And they're in charge of like saving the world, basically. Yes, yeah. And I've sometimes been at home by myself with the cats. <laughs> and I'm looking at Rufus and I go, you're going to say something soon. Yeah. And I can't handle that level of responsibility if a cat spoke to me and goes... Yeah. There's a bigger thing going on here. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? It wouldn't, though, Dad. If imagine no, if literally, terrifying. it would be. It wouldn't be terrifying, no. Because you, that, how, how much you love your animals, you quite a lot. And sometimes you wish, oh, I wish they were able to tell me what's wrong or what isn't wrong. How happy I do they like living with me? How, what do they think of me? I'm a well, kind okay. person. I'm a horrible person. Do my feet smell? Anything like <laughs> that, you know, it would be brilliant. But cats have other ways of communicating with you rather than speaking. If they if they're not happy with you, they'll yeah. Let you but know. I'm not intelligent enough to read into that. I'm hoping that one day the science will be advanced enough so they will be able to map what a cat is thinking, and then it will come out like a voice, like yes. you know, um, I'm hungry. Stephen Bosnian uh, type of uh, Stephen Hawking type of voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. It's about time you fed me. Yeah, I just did a crap on your pillow. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Russ, uh, this next question is: How much would you do with animals to become self-sustaining? So I imagine from this, it's like, okay, I don't just want pets now. I want my animals to work for me and, and that yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. what I mean by that question is: There's some people, and I, I got it from the radio the other day. Mm-hmm. How someone has a this is amazing what they do. They have a guinea pig. Yes. And they have a guinea pig pen. And they have lots of grass. So what they do is, they move this pen 
I don't know how often they move it, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly. They move it to different portions of their grass. Mm-hmm. And the guinea pig will just eat the grass. What's the pen got to do with it? Well, it's like kind of like a, it's like a oh, case sorry, at the bottom of pen. it. Yeah, I see what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. he meant writing pen. Yes, that the guinea pig writes. <laughs> yeah. But you've got it now. So yeah. like a, if you Thank imagine you, a square pen, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, moves yeah, yeah. it at different points, and the guinea pig eats the grass. the grass. Yeah, yeah, grass, yeah. 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 And I've heard of people, that guy from Neighbours, Dr. Carl Kennedy, he always had a goat in the back of his garden. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, people often do that because uh, my friend Tony, yeah, uh, he has uh, a farm and uh, he has sheep, so sheep do all the the grazing, so he yeah. doesn't have to do that. Mm. So there you go. Would you get chickens so you didn't have to buy eggs? Because there's a house not far from me yes. when I walk the dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got like a little box at the front, and he says if you put some money in there, you can get some eggs. So yeah, it's obviously uh-huh. like like yeah, yeah. I know, eggs. I know people uh, chickens. I think is a quite a common kind of slash pet slash farm animal that yeah. people yeah. have. A lady at work, she makes a lot of cakes. Yeah, and uh, she never buys eggs. She just gets chickens to lay them. Yeah, yeah. But I think I like the idea with the guinea pig uh, grazing mm. because you're not really doing anything. In terms of farming, there, right? You're just no. letting the guinea pig do what the guinea pig does. Yeah. But kind of like improvising. Yeah. 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 Whatever it is good at. You yeah. Uh, yeah. You can do that for me, can't yeah. you? Because that's so, yeah, you're quite right. And uh, farm animals are quite good that way. Well, uh, uh, pigs in particular, they're very intelligent. They do lots of things. They, they search out the truffles on there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and the only obviously the downside is when you eat pig, don't eat the pig, uh, the whole pig in one go. You're doing a joke, aren't you? There's a joke where there's a guy <laughs> coming. Something like this. Building up to some kind of lame joke. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, no, it's like every time you like see this guy, is like pig is like missing a leg or missing, missing a bit of his back or something like that. Quite a cruel joke. Though, yes, yeah, yeah, cruel yeah, joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't referring to that. I know, I yeah, just, yeah. I was just paying compliment to the pig's uh, yeah. intelligence, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think the punchline is if well if you had a pig this intelligent you wouldn't want to eat it all in one yeah, day. Yeah, that's, that's it. Lovely. But yeah, I think there's something to be said between a halfway house between farming and pet ownership. Yeah. Yes. So I think you get, you get your cat like powering your house by just running like some general like on on some kind of treadmill. Yeah. Or get a guinea pig wheel to like be linked to a battery. <laughs> Yeah. To power something. I'm trying to think what my idiot pets would do, and they'd do nothing for me, honestly. They mm. cause me more like pain <laughs> than anything. The amount of like extra bits I've had to add to the garden so yeah. they won't escape, like chicken wire, mm-hmm. random bits of yeah, water. Tell me about that. I mean, you only have to look at my garden. Your yes, car, your car, and the, 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 the stress element when they used to escape is just horrendous. Mm. Think, oh my god, what, what's going to happen now? But sometimes you got to ask yourself, why is your ki- pet trying so hard to escape from you mm-hmm. is it because your next door neighbor has like some nice bit of, bits of meat it's like that cat that comes to your house dad mm. there's a cat isn't there that comes and gets extra food well from there Bob. you go yeah. there's your answer if the other cats can come to our house obviously we're doing very well it's only our cats that are spoiled rotten they need <laughs> to just dad it's not that up. it's not that difficult to get a cat to come to your house you just give them a bit of food yeah, and then that's yeah. It. Yours next door neighbours yeah. are exactly the same, aren't yeah. they? My uh, neighbours, uh, I've got two cats, Figaro and uh, Ted. Ted is the one that Dad described earlier, the black and white one, that really rubs itself up on you. Yeah. He it's does like you want to burrow, burrow itself into yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I make sure that I don't feed them because previously, uh, my uh, previous neighbours had a cat. Astro was the name and I fed it and that was a 
big mistake. He Why would not leave the house? Really? Oh, yeah, right. he used yeah. to be like outside the house all the time. Where's Astro now? Is that your old house? Or? That's the old neighbours. Right. Just yes. imagine if you were like at your house, in your new house, and Astro turned up <laughs> and then spoke to you. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> well, this happened to Chupi. The our cat that comes around here yeah. Yeah. every uh, evening, yeah. And if the food is not, or if he don't respond, he knocks at the door. And for some reason, a few months ago, it was it disappeared for about three months, uh, not three months, three or four weeks. Yeah. And your mum uh, giving it up, she said, "Oh God, she's probably run out or something." And all of a sudden, after about four weeks, it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't have been a holiday or anything, could it? No, no. Well, the owners might go and hold it and put it in the country. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's wrap this up quickly. Uh, Just a final bit now. I I think this is a good one, Buster, because it shows your preferences. So we're all familiar with the story of Noah's Ark, where, um, well, I'm not going to go into detail because you know about Noah's Ark. Two by two. uh, Two of every animal. But imagine you had a limited Noah's Ark and you couldn't take two of every animal. So Noah's boat. Noah's boat, yeah. Yes, yeah. So what 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 would you take with you? What would you want to see the new world populated by animal wise? Yeah. And more importantly, what what animal do you think? I don't want to see them really. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a hard one. It's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. I will take the the cuteness will call be number one. They're cute, and also there's some use like hens and chickens and sheep. I'm not sure about that. Lamb, um, lambs. Lambs. Yeah. Uh, cow. Yes, yeah, certainly. Yes, yeah. And obviously, cat and the dog. I think that's it, really. Okay. What about all the awesome animals like tigers and lions mm-hmm. and elephants? You wouldn't take an elephant? No, you'll think the bull. Yeah. It's hard, man. But mm. you're right. You'd have to think about what you'd use to stay alive. Yes. So, would you need eggs? You'd need eggs. you need chicken. Yeah, you need chicken. you need milk. Chicken is... Yeah. I'll just take chicken. Ah, but do you need... <laughs> are you going to take chicken or are you going to take the egg? I'd take the chicken for the reason of taking the egg. Yeah, you'd have mm. to take the rooster as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think chicken would be a good one, though. Yeah? Don't take the egg, because, Dad, <laughs> once the egg is, like, there, and it doesn't hatch, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Why do you take the chicken, and chicken never lays an egg because it's too old or something? Yeah, it's a male. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, mean, I, I, was, say, I was referring to chicken and egg story. But I know you were. No, I know you were, Dan. Oh, yeah. Still, I just wanted to flat out say, okay. don't just take an egg. Mm. Okay, right, okay. Some animals, to me, serve no purpose. Now, I'm sure they do in some kind of complicated ecosystem. Slugs, for instance. Slugs, slugs. No, you know slugs, and you, you don't like to think it, but they're really yucky animals. They do. They, they have very, an very eco, eco, um They're very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like your earthworms and slugs and yeah. Yeah. caterpillars. They all serve a function. Yeah, they do, yeah. Hmm. We must take bees. Yeah, bees. Well, bees, bees are bees like already endangered, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, bees are so important. Have you ever seen the film Bee Movie? Yes, yeah, yeah. Bee movies just really open my eyes yeah. to how important bees yeah, are. They're yeah, they're pollinators, aren't they? Bees yeah. and yeah. butterflies. Yeah. What about wasps? Wasps are actually no. pollinators. Are they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but they do. You'll see them every now and then go to flowers if they have to. Yes. They're more scavenger and a bit yeah, scummy. They're, they're not pollinating. They're just going there to do the crap so bees can't come and take <laughs> yeah. them out. No, they, no. Do, they do do some element. Because obviously, naturally, they'll get collect some pollen. Yeah, it sticks yeah. with the legs and then yeah. Yeah. Some, one to another. But by that argument, you could say, well, I'm a pollinator. When I walk past a plant, some pollen sticks on me and I deposit it on another plant. Yeah, when you sneeze. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. all got really bad hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you've done a few verses here. Let's should we just do this quickly? Yeah, okay. yeah. Cat versus dog. So we're still sticking on the Noah's Ark. Straight away. No, you've got to say it. Which one? If you had a yeah. choice out of one or the other. Yeah. Cat for me. Uh, cat for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. You've changed. I haven't changed. Okay. I still, if I had a choice out of having a cat or dog, I'd still have a cat. You're having a hard yeah. time with Alfie, aren't you? I can tell. Mm-hmm. He's hard to work. I'll give you that. If I had a choice, and I'm lazy. Mm. Okay. okay. Cat. What about you, man? A dog. A dog? Hmm. Really? Well, hmm. You, I guess you can say that because you've never had one. I've never had either. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But I'm slowly becoming a dog person. So, oh, right. Horse versus cow. <laughs> cow, of course. Horse. It depends what you'd want it for, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I want it like strut around like a bad man. Um, mm. No, a cow, I would, because cow, you need milk. Yeah. You can milk a horse. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> no one has a horse. We won't go there. <laughs> Sheep versus pig. Sheep. Because of wool as well. Wool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would go pig, wouldn't you? You like the intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While away those long nights conversing with a pig. Yeah. No, <laughs> sheep I like, yeah. And then you can count them to help you go to sleep as well, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, lion versus tiger. Ooh, that's, Ooh, a, good that's a good one. Mm. I can't well, decide between the two of those. Really, really, if you have pretty. a cat, really, that, that should cancel out. <laughs> cat is, isn't it? Either a tiger or... But if you had the choice of only seeing one again for the rest of your life, which one would it be, lion or tiger? Oh, a lion, a lion I think. Yeah, lion, I think I would go with lion. They're nice, nicer to look at, aren't they? Yeah. And for some reason, I always think lions aren't as ferocious as tigers. Really? But even though they probably are. Tigers have a bit more of a mean streak to them. Like, a, the villain in Jungle Book is yes. a tiger. Yeah. Whereas, like, the good guy in... Um, Lion, which in the wardrobe is a lion. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the last one, crocodile versus turtle. <laughs> well, I don't want to do That's crocodile versus really. alligator because I don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> yeah. This says a lot about you, this one does, and I'll explain why afterwards. It's very much like, would you uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex or a Stegosaurus? Okay. Uh, says a lot about your nature, so think very quickly. Crocodile or a turtle? Which one would you choose? Turtle. Turtle. Chickens. No, turtle. No. no. <laughs> so that means that you're very defensive in your personality. You're very mm. safe. Yeah. Whereas me, I'd choose a crocodile because I'd go around biting everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'd take a big bite out of the world. <laughs> yeah. Get a stitch. Don't forget, this is animal you've got to take with you. So you've got to like worry about the presence of a crocodile. Oh, yeah, turtle. Be easy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I've changed my mind. Turtle. And then, like, if your boat breaks, you can sail on the turtle's shell, can't you? Mm. So, that'd be good. You can ride a crocodile if you tame it. I'd love to see that. <laughs> I'd love to see Dad, like, ride off into the sunset <laughs> on a crocodile. Just make sure it don't start rolling, because that's how they get you, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They do that roll. Yeah. Right. Um, so, it took a bit of a random turn. <laughs> yeah. If you are free on the 25th of, <laughs> of August, yeah. I don't think we'll be invited now. <laughs> this is your view on animals. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, um, if you are free on the 25th of August, you live in Derby, Abbey Street will be there from about 11 to cut mm-hmm. the ribbon. There'll be tombolas. There'll be face painting. There'll be food. There'll be the usual stalls, brick yeah. brack. But it's over the two days, 25th and 26th of August, mm-hmm. the RSPCA have a refurbishment done. Just come down, lend your support, say hi to us, it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be cutting the ribbon with the crocodile. 
Yeah, you've got some practicing to do, Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad won't be there because he'll have been injured by a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right thank you thank you so that's another Siddiqui Ramblings wrapped up thank you very much for listening if you'd love to get involved uh, we'd absolutely love to hear from you so that email address again is the GB at gmail.com we're aiming to make this podcast a weekly episodic podcast and that can only be done through uh, reviews so if you guys could review us five star reviews on iTunes that would be a massive massive help to get the word out so the more reviews the better until next time it's bye from Basit Siddiqui and it's bye from Sid Siddiqui and it's bye from Umar Siddiqui see ya